May 14th. And as we turn to the New Testament for our reading today, we'll be looking into the book of John, chapter 8, verses 1 through 20, where it talks about condemnation. The woman was guilty, but where was the man in the story? Both of them deserved to die. It was a trap, and Jesus knew it when they brought the woman caught in adultery to him. But he ended up trapping the trappers. Did he write on the ground to remind them that he had written the law or to refer them to Jeremiah? Uh, Here's our wonderful assurance. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. As we will see in the story we're about to read, the religious leaders did not know where they were going or where he was going, because they were completely in the dark spiritually. They had the light of the law and of conscience, but they did not have the light of life. Consequently, they did not know the Father or understand what Jesus taught them. And then we'll learn about liberation. The people were in bondage to Rome and to the law of Moses, yet they said they were free. Jesus may have been referring to Isaac and Ishmael since the Jews had mentioned Abraham. See, the Son makes you free, so trust Him and follow Him. His truth makes you free, so study it, believe it, and obey it. Satan imposes slavery that seems like freedom. Jesus gives you a yoke and sets you free. And with that, let's begin today's reading in the New Testament. May 14th, John chapter 8. Verses 1 through 20. Jesus returned to the Mount of Olives, but early the next morning he was back again at the temple. A crowd soon gathered, and he sat down and taught them. As he was speaking, the teachers of religious law and Pharisees brought a woman they had caught in the act of adultery. They put her in front of the crowd. Teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman was caught in the very act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her, what do you say? They were trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with his finger. They kept demanding an answer, so he stood up again and said, All right, stone her, but let those who have never sinned throw the first stones. Then he stooped down again and wrote in the dust. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest, until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Then Jesus stood up again and said to her, Where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, Neither do I. Go and sin no more. Jesus said to the people, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't be stumbling through the darkness, because you will have the light that leads to life. The Pharisees replied, You are making false claims about yourself. Jesus told them, These claims are valid, even though I make them about myself. For I know where I came from and where I am going. But you don't know this about me. You judge me with all your human limitations, but I am not judging anyone. And if I did, my judgment would be correct in every respect, because I am not alone. I have with me the Father who sent me. 
Your own law says that if two people agree about something, their witness is accepted as fact. I am one witness, and my father who sent me is the other. Where is your father? they asked. Jesus answered, Since you don't know who I am, you don't know who my father is. If you knew me, then you would know my father too. Jesus made these statements while he was teaching in the section of the temple known as the treasury. But he was not arrested because his time had not yet come. Anybody know what this place is? This is Gettysburg. This is where they fought the Battle of Gettysburg. 50,000 men died right here on this field, fighting the same fight that we're still fighting amongst ourselves today. This green field right here, painted red, bubbling with the blood of young boys, smoke. hot lead pouring right through their bodies. Listen to their souls, man. I killed my brother with malice in my heart. Hatred destroyed my family. You listen. You take a lesson from the dead. If we don't come together right now on this hollow ground, we too will be destroyed. Just like they were. I don't care if you like each other or not, but you will respect each other. And maybe, I don't know, maybe we'll learn to play this game like men. tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Is temporary. It may last for a minute, or an hour, or a day, or even a year. But eventually, it will subside, and something else will take its place. If I quit, however, it will last forever. The margin for error is so small. I mean, one half a step too late or too early, and you don't quite make it. One half second too slow, too fast, you don't quite catch it. The inches we need are everywhere around us. They're in every break of the game, every minute, every second. 
protected. People can't do something themselves, and they want to tell you you can't do it. You want something? Go get it. Period. Don't be afraid to fail. You can't always win, but don't be afraid of making decisions. You have to believe that something different can happen. He who says he can and he who says he can't are both usually right. That most of you say you want to be successful, but you don't want it bad. You just kind of want it. You don't want it badder than you want to party. You don't want it as much as you want to be cool. You, most of you don't want success as much as you want to sleep. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. Dig deep down, dig deep down, and ask yourselves, who do you want to be? Figuring out for yourselves what makes you happy, no matter how crazy it may sound to the people. Make a choice. Like, you just decide what it's going to be, who you're going to be, how you're going to do it. Just decide. Why not? Why can't I be the MVP of the league? Why can't I be the best player in the league? I don't see why. Why? Why can't I do that? Today we're reading from Psalm 110, verses 1 through 7. Now this psalm is quoted in the New Testament more than any other psalm. It was quoted by Jesus in the book of Matthew, and Peter in the book of Acts, and the writer of Hebrews quoted it or alluded to it many times. Jesus focused on the real issues when he asked, If Messiah is David's son, how can Messiah be David's Lord? Well, there's only one answer. Messiah must come as a man through the family of David. Messiah is both eternal God and man, divine and human, and he is seated in the place of glory and authority. Then there's a picture of uh, the king. This is a picture of victory over Messiah's enemies. The final victory has not yet been won, but he still rules in the midst of his enemies. Are you one of his volunteers in the battle against sin? Now, as king, Jesus can deal with the circumstances around you. As priest, he can help with the feelings and weaknesses within you. A day of wrath is coming when the Lord Jesus will deal with his enemies once and for all. He will be victorious and his head lifted up in exaltation. Now, if you know him as God's son and your high priest, obey him as your king and seek to win others before he comes as judge. Psalm 110, verses 1 through 7, a psalm of David. The Lord said to my Lord, Sit in honor at my right hand, 
until I humble your enemies, making them a footstool under your feet. The Lord will extend your powerful dominion from Jerusalem. You will rule over your enemies. In that day of battle, your people will serve you willingly, arrayed in holy garments. Your vigor will be renewed each day like the morning dew. The Lord has taken an oath and will not break his vow. You are a priest forever in the line of Melchizedek. The Lord stands at your right hand to protect you. He will strike down many kings in the day of his anger. He will punish the nations and fill them with their dread. He will shatter heads over the whole earth, but he himself will be refreshed from brooks along the way. He will be victorious. Proverbs 15, verses 8-10 through 10. The Lord hates the sacrifice of the wicked, but He delights in the prayers of the upright. The Lord despises the way of the wicked, but He loves those who pursue godliness. Whoever abandons the right path will be severely punished. Whoever hates correction will die.